Here we are again on the road. We're back. I'm Devin. He's Pat. It's got nothing for you. Episode four, doing it again. Uh, it's the People's Podcast, doing what the people have always asked us to do. Excited to be here. On this episode of Survivor Ghost Island, we saw a former wild card for me, Devin, go home. We had a little bit of nothing happen on Ghost Island. We saw one of the more impressive uh, challenge performances maybe we've ever seen. Um, and other than that, uh, a little bit of posturing and, and not a ton of shocks. Uh, we saw, yeah, um, Steph go home. And uh, Pat, how are you doing today, sir? Uh, doing good. You know, not not as good as it could be. Bradley could have gone home, but he didn't. Mm. Um, yeah, but you're right. It was... Um, it was a it was an episode where it, I think it was I like to call it like a setup episode almost you know uh, you kind of saw what was expected to happen I mean it, it happened uh, Survivor as always does a great job of making you think that something crazy might happen or you know building suspense where there might not necessarily be any because um, I was I was thinking but um, yeah it was it was was what it was um but i'm I'm excited for to kind of go over some of the the intricacies since we didn't have as much action in this one as as we might be accustomed to for sure first and foremost it was difficult reliving that last episode where he thought that bradley was going home i was upset again that he didn't it was kind of a chill return to camp though it seemed like everyone michael's like hey guys had to play my game and it didn't work out but i was in a corner and it seemed like, you know, everyone but Bradley was at least a little bit receptive to that. He had a couple, like, smart-ass comments when, uh, you know, the people who just lost the tribal were saying, like, you know, the numbers weren't on our side. And then he said something to Michael's like, yeah, well, I hope that we have the numbers next time. And he already had the numbers. So yeah. he, was, he was a little pissy. But I thought Michael played it well. I thought Michael played it really well. I And, I mean, it's not saying much because he was still annoying, but I thought Bradley's response was a little less, like, you know, wait till my dad brings this to the board at the yacht club. You know what I mean? I thought he was going to be much more upset about what happened. So, um, yeah, I thought it was, it was, it was interesting. It was, it's, I think it's funny when you have people that have like played or not played before, but, but have watched the the game a lot. Cause mm-hmm. I think that you do get more of like a rational reaction and it's almost like, it's almost like middling is the worst when, when you really know the game, because like the people on the bottom are just going to get, pulled in to you know swing the vote around uh against the other people uh the, the you know the power alliance so it's it's just interesting um to see kind of kind of what's happening um you know after these after these challenges and seeing people get voted out so um that was it was cool uh i was i was pumped because we have another reward challenge so it's another double challenge single sewed mm-hmm. um and and i was pumped about it i i love I love the challenges, and, and I mean, to your point, kind of, they've been doing such a good job with the challenges this year that I was, I was thrilled about it. So, um, I think you know, my first main takeaway was it's, it's funny to see these portions of the challenge where you have to you know put your strongest members forward, and seeing Bradley, uh, go, <laughs> who, who has just like barely more definition than than Donathan, which is saying you know essentially nothing. Uh, seeing him like be out there with the likes of like a Chris or a Seb or um, a, a Brandon uh, bef- before he got voted out, it's just very funny to me. But these these other dudes are workhorses, so you kind of hide his like my perceived ineptitude for yeah. for, for him. So yeah, it was interesting. 
Yeah, he he also looked like he was just so over moving those sandbags. <laughs> like when he moved the first one, like a Michael with his little tiny underwears getting in there, ripping them off. James, who I'm I'm believing more and more the more I see him, is you were right about him just not having the athletic bone in his body. <laughs> but the dude is ripped. Like, he could lift things up and put them down. And in both these challenges today, they just said, hey, James, let the muscles do the work. There and he was did a, well in the puzzle. So he, he, had, he, he had a good episode challenge-wise. He did. He did. There, there, uh, I, I found a link about him somewhere because I was just making sure I had his name right as I was taking notes down. And it, it was his interests. And it was, like, literally, like uh, – working out girls and the global economy like like just like <laughs> there's like the has just like the most like white toast interests you could possibly imagine so right uh tony horton is that the p90x guy's name like if tony horton has i got, like I got explicitly no idea been, I, I literally googled it right now i think it might be but it's just the first name i saw um if he hasn't like explicitly said like this is how like x y and z steps or how you do this thing then mm-hmm. i feel like james is just <laughs> no no idea how to how to coordinate himself without any sort of like specific direction and you know as much as we're talking about him and his ineptitude it really wasn't the story because the the last part of this challenge you had to make these little windmill things spin around to drop a whatever i don't know drop a banner and chris put on one of the most dominating performances I think we've maybe ever seen in a challenge. And, you know, out out of the podcast, something that, you know, some of the viewers may not know is we have one, and I'll use good in quotations, one good shoulder between the two of us. So just to see someone who is like a similar age, just have a fucking hose like that. It was damn impressive. Yeah. Um, you know, baseball season's right around the corner, so it's a conveniently timed episode. If some rosters are getting thin, some bullpens are a little short, uh, Chris just put on a laser show. It was yeah. – and I, I remember I, I was watching it, and he was doing this um, kind of like a, a Michael Phelps before he was swimming type thing with his arms where he was just flopping them back and forth. And I was like, okay, buddy, you know, you're way too full of yourself. And during the challenge, I just said, "Wow! Like this guy's putting on a show." It was it was damn impressive, and uh, it, I don't know if it had something to do with the reward, the coffee and pastries. He came out <laughs> of it screaming, "I want those pastries! Yes. I want those pastries!" You know, after he put on that show. But uh, yeah, it was it was it was big time. You know, and he, I said it right here in my notes. Chris doing the windmill to prep himself up. Like, am I supposed to believe he didn't spend twenty minutes doing a, a pretty pump and 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 stretching himself out before this and completely made me eat my words. I, I I don't even know if they showed him miss one. And again, you know, we talk about it a lot, but that could be good editing. But this dude just I I said it to you before the show off air. But like Rick Porcello, number three starter for the Boston Red Sox, could not have hit that thing with the same. Uh, consistency that Chris was hitting it. Yeah, it was it, it was remarkable, and you and you saw it on the other side too with um, Sebastian, who wasn't a college baseball pitcher, but has been killing it in a variety of different challenge types. Yeah. Just couldn't get it, you know. Yeah. He was just missing, and he was missing slightly, but the target was small. You're throwing like a very small sandbag thing. The trajectory, you like the you target was to barely put, bigger. Yeah, yeah, you needed to put some juice on it, and he mm-hmm. he just put on a laser show. Um, for and me, I, maybe the most uh, upsetting thing about it was, you know, we both fancy ourselves reasonable 
athletes um yeah. you know me more in the water maybe you more out of the water but mm-hmm. either way uh it just really kind of because i mean chris pitched but i i i just like have this picture of him like going to like lafayette so like maybe that's not true but like some middling sort of college sports program where it just really paints a picture of how different you know how much better even like a bad college baseball player is than than me who you know struck out to lose the world series in sixth grade how much do you know about the lafayette baseball team I know nothing about the Lafayette baseball team. It's just the first, like, you know, like March Madness is going on. So it's the first, like, 10 to 14 seed that I could imagine in my mind. And right, granted, okay. completely different sports. And I know someone who played Lafayette basketball, but he, uh, yeah. He could try to say, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, just the, the jump between amateur and, well, I guess like nobody and just not even an amateur he wasn't even an amateur yeah. you know i mean he might have played minor league baseball he actually no he didn't he would have told us if he played minor yeah, league baseball. yeah. <laughs> he would that would have with it yeah that would have been the top but um so the reward was from coffee for coffee and pastries which uh that excites me in any context when mm. we get coffee and pastries at the office i'm jumping for joy so i think this was a really i mean maybe they get excited about every reward challenge doesn't matter what it is like i wasn't particularly excited about peanut butter and jelly last week but yeah I was like, ooh, man, coffee and pastries. I, I kind of wanted to win the challenge myself. So mm-hmm. I wonder if that played a large part into the morale of that Navidi tribe. I think that this was their third consecutive, and they go on to win four. They'd be four straight, two reward, two immunity challenges. Um, so they they were really in a seemingly pretty good mood back at camp. You know, No one really threw a too big of a fit about um, our boy Chris asking for the chocolate pastry. It, it, it was sort of like the way he said it and i think <laughs> that would have rubbed me the wrong way but like you're right they've won so much i just I, i've been trying to do a better job of like you know you, you if you watch survivor you imagine yourself on a show and you imagine how you would do uh and and the things that you would have trouble with and i've yeah. come to the realization that you know sleep deprivation like my back because i'm old right but then like the biggest thing really would be like the lack of food and i become such a religious bitch once i haven't eaten yeah. So the fact and, and, and coffee just to like spruce me up like before I have any client meetings, I'm drinking coffee. So I would have gone nuts for that challenge. And like literally chocolate croissants are my favorite thing in the world. And if I heard Chris say it that way, even I, who is sensitive to the way people say things, would have been like, yeah, yeah, dude, have it. Whatever. I don't care. I have coffee. Yeah. 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 Every, everyone was in a good mood. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you're you're I'm not gonna let you off the hook that easy. Your your downfall on Survivor would be just you would just be constantly teetering on snapping at somebody. And so someone would just had to say something just so innocent just for you to go off. And then everyone would be whoa, <laughs> Devin's Where got a little bit of a from? hot streak. Yeah. He got a little, little rogue character with us. It's completely true. I, I like to think that I would be like the affable guy who just like has these stupid dumb quotes and like i would put things in jeff's mouth and be like well you know chris it's like or jeff like it's like you always say if you're gonna be a bear be a grizzly which is something i've said <laughs> on the show before but i would just say it like that so just to get a rise out of jeff where he'd be like no Devin, i've never said that and i'd be like like finger pistols like agree to disagree big guy like yeah skill, skill recognized skill yeah yeah just be a quote machine my my goal is you know obviously to win a million dollars but it's also to get as many lower left hashtags as possible 
Yeah, and well, that's that's how you get brought back for like fans versus favorites or, you know, redemption tour. You know, idiots versus legends. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you'd have been on. You you, you might not have been on game changers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Idiots versus legends sound like it's right up my alley, though. <laughs> Actually, you know that in, in the off season we should have an episode where we pitch our you know themed <laughs> seasons because I've got a few good ones. Let's, we we got enough to talk about during these ones, but I idiots versus legends. We might need to let's take that offline workshop it and bring it back to the people because yeah. I can I can already see the spike in the viewership <laughs> going. You know we're gonna be the comments are gonna be trending around this time. For sure. Uh, and speaking of workshopping, something that was clearly workshopped before <laughs> it was it was you know blessed upon the people was. And I'm just gonna give you cut off some some fresh bars for you real quick here. Mm-hmm. I'm a diamond in the rough. Uh, mm. Do you see me glow? Ooh. This ain't pay per view. It's a free show. <laughs> I'm shooting them all day. Free throw. Mic drop. Kill them. So let me just real quick because it all rhymes. Kill so I'm just gonna, I'm just going to kill you, kill you back with the last little nugget here, right? I'm shooting them all day, free throw, mm. mic drop. Do you remember when John Ralphio wrote raps about people's names and they rhymed the whole way through and then just the last thing didn't rhyme? Yeah. K to the O to the NPE. She's the dopest little shorty in all the Pawnee, Indiana. Indiana. It's literally the same thing. And like, I mean except for any sort of like discernible like talent or ad living and just this this hodgepodge of things that don't, I don't know I hated it. Yeah, I'm just I'm just going to go on the record for the podcast that in no way are we um, trying to draw a parallel between John Ralphio and Chris. They are on different planets, John Ralphio, a legend, friend of the cast. Um, friend of the cast. Ben Schwartz not so much, but John Ralphio's welcome anytime. Uh, Chris he did he win you win himself any favors in your eyes in this episode because I want to jump to what he his conversation with Donathan. If he had that conversation with Donathan without his confessional before saying how he was going to basically use the fact that they both had, um, you know, ailing mothers or I guess Donathan's grandmother, uh, mm-hmm. who just yeah you know, again another reason why I love Donathan just mm-hmm. every time I see him. But uh, it felt like a really sincere moment when he was talking to him. But his confessional, which maybe he said it after or before, but they showed it before really kind of made it it didn't sit well with me just hearing you say it right now makes me think that like maybe i have some sort of like a counterpart producing this show that also doesn't like chris and was trying to cut it that way very specifically because i agree that the conversation seemed good uh and like sincere and, and, and all of that but like having the confessional before it just like i don't know it just it just strikes you as like him be like his thought process is just like my mom's in a really bad situation how can i use that to my advantage because like at least let's get something good out of it i guess you know what i mean well i i the thing is that i'm starting to realize with him is i don't think it's malicious i just think that he's kind of clueless to like how he sounds i don't think he's i think that he thinks oh this is this is a completely reasonable thing to do you know we have something in common and I'm going to mention that, and then great, that works for me. I don't think he realizes that he comes off like I think that he thought that he was making a connection, but he just comes off sounding a little different. So yeah, I don't, I don't know that I I I wouldn't say that I liked him. I think that um, I'd certainly say he is not enemy number one of the cast anymore. I think Bradley takes that crown. I think he's running away with it. I think Bradley? he's saying Bolton this, not to compare him to another legend. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I and. 
And Chris, to me, he I said it on an earlier show. He just he, he reminds me of Cam Newton. When he's winning, when you're winning, he's your best teammate. When you're losing, he's like one of the biggest detractors and yeah. negative people around. And mm-hmm. I just think that he's gonna he's gonna ebb and flow with the wins and the losses. And uh, that that'll be interesting to see because I I really do think that he he's going he's going home when there's the chance for him to go home. Right. Yeah. I think like the and if he doesn't if it doesn't happen like in some like grand strategic way, then like when he loses twice in a row, you'll, you'll like see those Cam Newton colors even truer. Right. And he'll like throw a mini hissy fit, like not, <laughs> maybe he'll just walk out on a confessional. I don't know if that's ever happened before. Uh, and then that would be great. I <laughs> know. Right. Um, and then I've always wanted to see someone spy on a confessional. I guess they probably like really set that up so it can never happen. But just a, a thought I had during the episode as well. Um, so he, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I could I could see that. I, I think, I think he's not super long for the show, but I would like to see him like blow himself up uh, after yeah. not winning a mute, uh, individual immunity like twice in a row. I'm a little nervous that um, that he uh, he'll he'll play Donathan. That's mm. really I because I'm already like super protective of Donathan even though yeah. I'm sure he can like hang, hang on his own, but he's just so sweet and innocent that I'm worried that he could be taken advantage of. Uh, so that's, I'm a little guarded on that end, but yeah, um, you know, well, for we'll sure. See. I think, I mean, also like, it, it seems as though, you know, Don, Donathan, I mean, we can call spade a spade, right? Donathan comes to this Island and he gets put on it with this, like Adonis, right. And he's in uh, presumably a world where, his particular gay lifestyle isn't super well embraced and then he just like sees chris and is like holy crap is the rest of the world like like i I could see chris using that to his advantage much to the same way that um was it jen was trying to use her looks to her advantage uh we're getting ahead of ourselves the uh immunity challenge actually happened first and uh not not super you know um interesting or anything it was it was kind of a runaway uh, the, the challenge itself was interesting. It just wasn't wasn't tight, wasn't close. And mm-hmm. Navidi won again. I think that's four challenges in a row they've won. Uh, mm-hmm. But it did look like a fun challenge, like riding those boogie boards back in. And uh, they they, they kind of hurled Wendell back in really quickly. And then Libby's running out there. And I thought they might like shoot her to the freaking moon. Yeah. Because uh, Chris was really intense. It looked like he was about... He was, he was instructing people to row on his Viking ship. And, in, and and James just knowing that, you know, the moving of muscles is pretty much his limit needed to needed to exert himself. Uh, but, yeah, he, he also did well in the puzzle portion. But, yeah, the, but they, they uh, I, yeah, I was really worried for Libby, and then they, they kept it under control. Yeah. Not the same could be said for um, Desiree and Chelsea on Malolo's side. Desiree goes just in a pretty unorthodox method straight underwater, and then uh, Chelsea lot, like fell in on the second time. I guess she was just winded, mm-hmm. and then or you know her legs were going, and then she let go of the buoy, which was I think probably uh, that was a pretty big difference in the uh, in the end. Yeah. I think it was just enough time uh, enough time to make that gap up. Yeah, I thought I took a note on it. I just I'm, I'm looking through it now. I, I I guess oh I said yeah, color me unimpressed by the underwater thing. I was like she's still in a hold on to the boogie board, and it's like eight seconds and. I know maybe if we unpack, you know, how does Pat perform in this challenge, maybe eight mm-hmm. seconds is a long time underwater, but it's not, I mean, I wouldn't have been able to hold on because my shoulder would have just given way and it would have been, I would have had to swim yeah. back in anyway, but the, uh, 
I don't know. It it, it was it was cool looking. I loved it. Um, but the uh, I thought I kind of thought. Um, well, she ended up letting go. But I was gonna say that uh, Chelsea holding on like kind of like backwards like spider grip with one hand was more impressive. And then yeah. she fell off like an idiot. Yeah, it just. I, she she kept up with Wendell on her on her first go through, mm-hmm. and then on the yeah uh, on the second one she just got blown out. Yeah, you know I was impressed with her the on the first one. Um, but uh, so so basically what happens? Then they had to you know, do that little combo and and do the slide puzzle, and it was all underwhelming in my opinion. And and Navidi won. Yeah, uh, which I was happy about. Uh, which you know, you can tell by the Yas go home Bradley note that I took um, and I was really psyched that maybe that would happen. And uh, no, we really just saw very little, little posturing. Even it was, it was sort of like they never, the three um, original Malolos never came. Think, to, yeah. 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 They were uh, in Michael, Steph and um, Jen. Jess. Jess. Sorry. Um, never came together to be like, oh, maybe we can get Seb and somebody else now because now the numbers are a little more funky. Yeah. Maybe now's the time. You know, it just like seemed worth a shot. They all just like did the dog and pony show to try to jump through hoops to, to get them to keep them. Yeah, my my thought was um, they they probably tried, got the similar type lip service that they got last week, and the. You know, it was it was it was very clear. I'm sure cut in the episode that it was one of those three going home. Mm-hmm. So why not? Let's draw the intrigue between all three of those parties, because mm-hmm. I don't, I just don't think they were given anything. I was a little surprised, but I guess it, I mean I guess Desiree snuck through Steph's bag, but I was a little yeah. surprised that they ended up just putting all seven votes on Steph when she came right back from Ghost Island. I guess they 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 were pretty sure she didn't have an idol, but still seemed a little risky to me. In the end, in the end, she didn't. But yeah. Uh, seemed seemed pretty bold because they put seven, it, it would someone would have gone home and it would have been Desiree with one vote. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think like she would have deserved it with like the just like complete casualness that she decided to tear through Steph's bag. Uh, but I, I I completely agree. I mean, it's it was kind of a bummer to me that there was no game at at Ghost Island this week again. It seems like there's yeah. only, there's only been two. Uh, and and I'm not really vibing on the like it just really isn't impacting the game at all at this point like it, it's after a war challenge like I, I would like to see something more happen with that um because it's yeah it's just i guess in my opinion not impacting the game at all and uh you know maybe we get some of that next week because it looks like there's some cool things coming up but yeah and, and, and also for what it's worth um if he's at tribal in two more tribals dom can use his legacy advantage mm-hmm. so maybe that comes into play if not that thing's making it all the way down to six. Yeah. And I don't think Dom's making it down to six. So, so that was going to be passed along a little more. Um, but, yeah, Steph went home. Uh, it's a little bit of a bummer because I, I did like her. But I think I mean, I mean think it was the right move. I think he had to keep Michael around for the challenges. Yeah, for sure. And I think I think Stephanie was a player. And so um, I actually, I, I'm, actually not, I'm, I'm not sleeping on Jess anymore because I think she could be one of the people that people are just looking past right now. But I think she's got a little more in her – you know, in her uh, in her toolbox than than people think. Yeah, I guess I don't really know what to say other than I don't 
<laughs> it took her an 8,000 word essay to describe resting bitch face. And I get that you probably just can't swear during primetime yeah. television, but I just, I don't know. I did like, I, I, I respect it like genuinely not, you know, I respected the fact that she was like, I'm backed against the wall. Like, let me try and flirt my way out of this. I think that's like a good hustle. And we saw Steph do it earlier. Kind of. Um, I, she got that dead weasel hair though. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh he he uh, just seemingly doesn't know how to talk to people <laughs> yeah i mean he d- i know he's a fisherman does he go out on these boats alone <laughs> for like months at a time is he because he he does just he just has such a i mean i guess he can hang with uh with chris yeah but that's about it the two bros in the candy store. <laughs> for sure for sure the and 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 you know there's uh, I was going to make a joke, and I kind of was screwing it up in my head. I guess with the preview for next episode, it seems like he might not no longer be suffering from the Malolo Lolos. Mm-hmm. Uh, because... Yeah, I'm excited, because we're going... We're getting another Drop Your Buffs. So, Drop drop Your Buffs. Oops. Um, And we're at 15, which leads me to think there's two scenarios. One, three tribes of five which we might get a double tribal next episode mm-hmm. with two mm-hmm. tribes going, you know, maybe, and then merge after that. I don't know. Uh, or split. They've done this before when they merge to two tribes with an odd number. They have one person gets a like a neutral color buff. They send that person to Ghost Island. That person is immune from the votes and will join the losing tribe. Right, right, right. Yeah, they've done that too. Uh, I would be into the three tribes i think that would be my preferred outcome yeah especially because that means that there are five people that just get absolutely shit boned because they they don't have uh, a camp to go to (laughs) they would have to imagine they said well yeah and i hope it's bradley and i hope they put him on just rocks it's just i hope he i hope he thinks back to that dirt and wishes for dirt (laughs) I honestly, so I think like one of my takeaways from, you know, after, after letting that, uh, <laughs> that <laughs> Bradley's hatred for dirt really just like kind of marinate with me for, for a few minutes. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Bradley go home soon because you get the big dirt lobby calling in a hit because you can't just be bad mouthing, you know, dirt on, on national television without the big dirt lobby coming in and, yeah. and, and making their presence felt. Yeah, yeah. Donathan's got some, got some, got some pull in the dirt lobby. Um, I know Brandon's going to be rooting from it from afar. Yeah, Brandon's probably petitioning hard yeah. on the hill right now. Uh, God knows what Derwin's up to. No, no one knows. Um, Still looking for those shoes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, I'm, I'm fully down, <laughs> fully, fully down for uh, three, five people tribes. I think it would. I don't know. It just seems like the tribe, like no matter before the first swap, it was always like a little lopsided. So it would just be yeah. interesting to see what they're able to do with it. And I want to just break up that because I just I just hate that that group of five. That's for what it's oh worth. Gosh, yeah. They're playing well together. They uh, they've been to two straight tribals, held strong, and kept what I mean. For what it's worth. I mean, I don't think Desiree was Desiree was fine just because she went underwater. She didn't do poorly in the challenge. Yeah. I think Chelsea did fine in the challenge. Sebastian's a beast. Um, haven't seen anything positive or necessarily negative challenge-wise from Kellen or Bradley, though. Yeah. I mean, they both kind of stepped up at the puzzles. Kellen had a weak moment after. 
I mean, I, why does anyone ever just say I let my team down when you're heading to a, a tribal council? Yeah. It makes no sense to me. You just put, you plant the seed that you're weak and that you could be letting the tribe down. Like, if it's going to be the narrative, let it become the narrative, yeah. but don't start it against yourself. Well, James Lynn uh, w- 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 was raised in an honorable household, Patrick, not the not the scum hole that you're clearly from. You know, not taking yeah. accountability for your actions, sir. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a, Neil and Marilyn Crow, Crowley. You can uh, you can pop on the podcast and defend yourself because uh, I I'm not going to defend you on that nah, one. I'm, yeah. I'm 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 on Team Devin on that. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, no, I know what you mean. Uh, I, I I want that. I want those those ones broken up because I Kellen is just annoying the hell out of me, uh, and the, the her and Bradley combination is it's painful to watch. Um, but. Yeah. Either way, I'd like to see Bradley work without the numbers too, mm-hmm. because if he can if he can work without the numbers, I might I might get a little bit of respect for his game. Yeah, because I just think he lucked into a good situation when the tribe split. Mm-hmm. He didn't go to tribal before, and he's just rode that out. Yeah, yeah. And he's being super pretentious and douchey about it. So I'd like to see him actually have to work, and then I then you know we you know I still think he's going to stay for this season, enemy number one of the cast, but. Uh, I could at least gain. Like I have no respect for his game right now. Yeah, it's it's impressive how annoying the things that he, how much of what he says is to me, considering he can only seemingly open his mouth seventy five percent of the way. Did yeah. you notice this? Where he's like, <laughs> um, well, I don't know, Jeff. Like my my tribe is really, <laughs> so really this is this is good podcasting. Yeah, this, this is great. Yeah, this was yeah. it was better than last week. You know, <laughs> you're you went from just dating to is that I think that's what you said to the facial expressions, and this was. Folks at home, I will that say was a spot on impression. I know it sounded great; <laughs> it looked better. I will say there were comments about the gestating, and they were positive mm-hmm. comments. Yeah, so it's uh, it's radio radio. You can see, <laughs> just but yeah, it's there's there's some cool things. So so we're hoping the Bradley gets split up. I want Chris and Dom to stay together somehow so it looked like that might happen and that there was going to be like a battle right like didn't it in the in the preview it looked like there was going to be some sort of a battle of the titans gosh i mean they definitely position it that way but it also could just be stuff they talk about before the um before the split but it seems like why tease it and then if they're going to do it why show it if you're not going to have them together Mm -hmm. i guess basically I am convinced that there will be a battle of the Titans at some point. So if we have to wait for past the merge, let the suspense build. Um, you know what? It's a people's podcast. I'm gonna make a guarantee for the people. We will see Christopher's Dom at Tribal, a throwdown for the ages at some point this season. You can quote me on it. Take it to the bank. What can I? What, can I get odds on Chris saying uh, Master Manipulator? Uh. Uh, no, I'm not getting. Yeah. It's, it's just a guarantee. I refuse it's to get odds on that. Guarantee, yeah. I think I think things. You know, we can we can make up maybe like a drink game. Uh, so if he if he mentions New York, um, you know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll ge- this is what we'll gestate on between episodes this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm excited about that. Uh, did you? And I don't even know that you know this episode really deserved it. Uh, so I, I'm I'm completely fine if you want to punt on this. Did you have a a Mr. Nail uh, power move of the week? Uh, you know, out of respect to Wes, um, it's kind of a twofold. It's like a, it's a catch-22. I want to respect him with a proper power move, but by not honoring his segment, I feel like that's a little disrespect. Yeah. So um, I will come up with a power move, and before I get to that, 
Um, I think if we're going to come up with a drinking game for Survivor, we should do it with Wes. So, again, Mr. Nail, uh, newly wed. I know you're probably on the honeymoon in the Everglades. And I I want to implore you to come on to the podcast and come up with a drinking game with us. The Margs are on us. Uh, we'll figure out a way to get them to you. 100%. Uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get Keith some Margs. We'll get the wife some Margs. We're going to have a party. Um, and then we'll come up with a drinking game for the people, just for the people that want to. That's, that's, that's how you bring people into the show. You know, you, you, you create creative things. My challenge to people in Survivor is watch three episodes, and if, if you don't like it, stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I, one is, no one has ever stopped. I'm six for six on that. I'm six for six. I'm one for one. So that, that works. It's, we're, yeah. we, we're, batting, we're, bat, you know, it's, it, it, we're batting very high averages right now. Uh, the the one yeah. thing I would say is just for people that don't know, uh, if, if 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 this is your first episode, Mr. Nail, Mr. West is the only player, as far as we know, uh, to get so drunk on a reward challenge that he he pukes in a game where hydration and you know things like this are, are a necessity. <laughs> uh, the dedication to partying is so strong with this man and it's something that we salute every day and it's frankly why i'm going to pass on the on the power move this week i have a few ideas but i just don't know that this episode really deserved the name yeah yeah so you could you could pass and i think let's let's honor him in in both ways uh we're gonna pass we're gonna you're you're gonna use your pass and i'm gonna i'm gonna respect the segment um a little (laughs) bit and i am gonna give my west nail power move to I believe he's a two-time recipient. First time for me. Uh, I'm giving it to Michael, um, and I'm giving it. I'm giving it for two reasons. Um, two things that Michael did stood out to me. Two episodes ago, or whenever he found the idol from uh, Survivor China from James, he's 18. He said he's been watching for 10 years. He said in his confessional, "I've been. I. I remember when I was eight years old watching this." And then he said in. Uh, in the tribal council, I remember when I was 13. So he's he's completed the transformation into a 23 year old, it's, and I think that that level of immersion is incredible. Incredible. That was it's that that was a 4D chess move because I even for a split second like forgot that he had said eight initially, and it's maybe it was Desiree. It seemed like someone made like kind of a face, and I was like. This is so stupid if this is how they reveal it because I was thinking to myself that no one's ever going to remember, you know, or do that math that like this episode came out in X year, which would mean he's actually 18 and not, you know what I mean? Uh, and I didn't even consider initially that he had, he had gone that deep in the lie. He's one with the lie. It's, it was, yeah, that's impressive as shit. That is, that yeah. is a powerful move. And the, uh, the second part that I'm going to give for him is at the very beginning of the episode, he came back. Bradley knew that he was that Michael was after him. Bradley said in his confessional, and I think kind of the general consensus was, if we go back again, it's Michael. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that Michael gave, at the time when they first came back, and then again going into Tribal, like at camp, and then at Tribal, as good of a pitch as he could have given – I think that he was really kind of saved probably by his physical aptitude and the challenges mm-hmm. more so than how he played the game, but he had to make the pitch and he was, they chose between getting rid of a player. I still think they got rid of a player and Steph, but I think Michael's a bigger player. They got rid, they, they kept a large player who could compete physically for them. Um, and, you know, Michael made his pitch was, here's what I can do for the tribe. 
Mm-hmm. Steph's pitch was, this is why I love Survivor and I want to be on Survivor. Mm-hmm. So I think that he made a really, really strong play to a group of people who who seem to respect loyalty. Yeah, for sure. So not the best power move. Might be a little bit of a stretch, but I really liked – I think to me, he was the only person who really took a step forward in the gameplay yesterday. It was just a – there wasn't – there was posturing, but no one really took a huge step. Yeah, definitely. Maybe Donathan. I agree. Donathan kind of – or maybe Laurel, you know. Ugh, Laurel's just everywhere. Yeah, you love Laurel. Speaking of which – Let's hop into the top three. You know, we're gonna you're gonna punt on the power move, which I I can respect. I know Wes is is probably condemning me while respecting you right now because he's <laughs> just wanting wanting a little more. Um, but your top three, you switched out Steph last week for Michael, which boom, boom. it came took a chug a choo choo, baby, get on the train. Yeah. We're gonna have to look. We're gonna have to keep an eye on this. Make sure you're not coming from the future because <laughs> that was in, or you got a little somebody. Do you know anyone that works for CBS? I d- you know anyone who might know. What happened ahead of time? Because it's a little... I mean, you might be throwing me some bones putting Derwin in there, making me think that you don't know. But if you come out making these predictions, I'm going to be a little pissed off. If Wendell wins, you're going to have to answer some questions. We're going to go through the emails. You're literally my closest connection to anything like, like Hollywood. So if you didn't tell hmm. me, I didn't. <laughs> I have no information, sir. I met a producer at uh, of Survivor at a bar. No way. Uh, one time. It was like two or three years ago. It was when they were doing the... When John Rocker was on. And I, I said like, oh, that's great! Like I'm super excited for him. Like, cause just John Rocker, um, when he was in, you know, doing this whole baseball mm-hmm. thing, he was this whole, you know, um, yeah. His wife was on that season too. Yeah, he, he was. He was just so crazy, and like he was just a character. I didn't really realize like the 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 degree to, kind of really how scummy, and I don't even know if it was bordering on or if it was flat out racist things that he said. Oh yeah, and. You know, one of the guys' friends that I was talking to uh, was a black guy, and he did he kind of educated me on John Rocker. So that was one of those awkward moments at a bar for me. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't really get to follow up on getting on the show. Mm-hmm. It was I just it just didn't feel right after I walked myself into that hole. Well, well, but um, yeah. I digress. Yeah, it's a challenge for um, day. Yeah. Um, so your top three were Wendell is your lock, Michael subbed in for Stephanie for your wild card. And Libby, uh, as you're wishful, you change anything? I don't feel great about Libby, but I am keeping it because I am still, you know, true to the title. I am still wishful that she hangs around because she is pretty. And that is the hottest That's take the- I have. <laughs> okay. No, but her- I, I, I wanted to make sure that that was the end of the sentence, and it wasn't going to describe. It. I, I, I thought it was, and I agree. She, um, I just her falling down on the, on the bridge just like was a James level of unathletic that really <laughs> really pained me, uh, and that 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 would be why I would consider changing. But I, I still, you know, I'm still I still root for the girl. So let's see what let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah, and also for what it's worth, since because um, she was your she was your wishful from the start, wasn't she? Yeah, I haven't changed so, her window. But she had a she had a uh, a really mm-hmm. good um, episode two episodes ago. We really haven't seen much from her. Right. Um, that that's just it, at this point in the, in, in the season, uh, no news is good news for sure. You for know, sure. for the most part. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, so. That's pretty good. Pretty good. I, I, I respect you keeping those in there. Thank you, sir. Uh, you had have Laurel uh, as your lock. You had Sebastian as your wild card. And Mr. Donathan Hurley as your wishful. What do you think? And I'm, you I'm, 
yeah, I'm keeping them, and I, f- I, I feel better and better about Laurel every time I, yeah, I see her. I, like her. I just think people really like talking to her, and she, and she has just such a like a really nice nature. When she, when Donathan was having his moment on mm-hmm. the beach, um, she said she came up. To, she didn't just come up to him and start talking and allow that to happen. She said, "Do you want some space, or can I sit?" Right. She, you know, I just think she understands people. Yeah. And it's and it's a difference from somebody like Chris who will tell you that he understands people and someone who just does it's you know it's like saying you know I'm a really humble guy it's, you, you, you don't yeah. you don't go there. like if you have it you don't need to flaunt it so and I and I, so I really feel great about Laurel uh, and I about all three of these people I feel that they are completely safe regardless of how any of these tribes break up yeah, yeah I don't so. think that any of them are in trouble and I think that really you'd only have to worry about Michael. And I think that's a very, very small situation where you would. For sure. Yeah, for sure. So I, I think, think we're both far. in pretty good spots. I feel good about it. I feel great about it. Um, yeah, so much of what Chris did on this episode just makes me think uh, that he uh, he would he would certainly make a good president because uh, <laughs> he does a lot of the same things that ours does. But uh, just talking at these people is, is, is driving me nuts. And hopefully next week, we get to see him lose the battle with Dom. Uh, I, yeah. I think that's it, though. I think that's a that's a wrap on the cast this week. Yeah, man, it was a it was a it was a good one. It was a good one. Hope we're we're gonna we're gonna have a real fun episode next week, though. I'm I'm already excited. Can't wait. Even if nothing happens, we got tons to talk yeah. about with the with the drop your buffs Barts. and Ghost Island. Second guarantee of the cast, Ghost Island will have a challenge, and somebody will play it next week. Mark my words. Put it in your calendar. Will it be after immunity? Irrelevant. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll discuss that next week. Uh, for Mr. Patrick, I am Devin, and we got nothing for you. We'll talk to you next week.